Hello. Before we start the show, I want to ask you to do this podcast a favor. Please take a moment to go over to the Anchorage Press website and nominate this podcast, The Anchorage City, for Best Podcast in the 2021 Press Picks. A link for the nomination page is in the show description. The category Best Podcast is listed under Entertainment. Nominations close September 23. The Anchored City Podcast is recorded in Anchorage, Alaska, on the traditional lands of the Denina Athabascan people. I have heard the oldest stories that the wisest man never told. And I cast aside my worries And just went digging for gold And I will scale the highest mountains Looking for the bluest blue But of all the roads I'll ever walk I just can't have It's late July on a Wednesday afternoon just past West 89th Avenue at the southern end of Arctic Boulevard where the road joins Garnet Street at the entrance to Diamond Estates Mobile Home Park. And there's a party going on. But this isn't just any party. It's a back-to-school party. Okay. So they're going to in the previous episode, I explored a bit about Diamond Estates Trailer Park and its zoning in the Anchorage School District. A quick summary is that the youth in my neighborhood are separated by their schools by four, six, and nine miles at the elementary, high school, and junior high levels. That distance creates some barriers to participation and access can be difficult. That is why this barbecue in an unused lot on a dead-end street is not a dead-end in itself, but rather a new beginning. A few of the kids filled me in on what was going on and how they helped make the barbecue happen. I also asked one of the principals from CLAT to take a break from talking with kids and serving families hot dogs to tell me what was going on and why it's important. Well, the PTA has set up a... Of Platt Elementary. Yeah, Platt Elementary set up a barbecue for everybody. Coming back to school. Yeah, coming back to school. We We've set up flyers and posters and things. And we help um, over there on by the counter. And with the they, she, they helped with the like, balloons and stuff. 
My name is Mary Wood. I'm the assistant principal at Clatt Elementary. Here at Diamond Estates, we have about 75% of our population of students that come to Clatt. And so we are rallying with our PTA today and having a registration barbecue. And that entails uh, assistance with Hmong and Spanish translation for the packets uh, for registration, as well as PTA raffle, and then every family is getting a free hot dog meal. Kelsey and I were new administrators last year um, to Clatt, and with COVID, it threw in extra hoops that we needed to jump through. And when we uh, ended the year after a successful return with students, we made a uh, pact that we would bring the registration to our students any way we could and incentivize it. So we um, get the support for our Title I funding um, that, that is so necessary for some of the resources. So with our Title I support, we're able to fund with one-to-one -one technology. Um, we're able to have funds for uh, sixth grade graduations, um, any of those piece of curriculum. Uh, social emotional learning is, uh, we're really working on um, bolstering that with uh, the funds will have a room that's called the Believe Room and that will be an area where some of the maybe student council or student ambassadors can meet or we can run small groups with our behavior coach. Um, so all of those pieces are really integral to keeping the success of the school and by maintaining our Title I status, we will continue to get that support. Um, so this is just one way to help ensure that we'll maintain Title I or at least give it a good try. One of the reasons we are um, hosting this barbecue uh, today is to uh, help our families understand that the Title I resources that we get from our funding um, come directly from their registration. And when they indicate that they are needing the free and reduced lunch and they put down their income, that is uh, data that goes into supporting the the need and the renewal of the Title I status. And so we want them to understand uh, that in order to keep the resources coming for the students, this is how we need to do it. And if we can enculturate that each year, um, we might be able to stay. I asked Ms. Wood what other outcomes they were hoping to get from having this barbecue. Well, we, we love to see the kids and the families. And one of the things that Kelsey and I both believe in is that we are a part of this community and we want them to feel not just that we are separate by, uh, you know, two miles on the highway, but that we are connected and that if they see us here, we see them there. It's a, it's a basically an extension of the family. We take care of their kids while they're at work and we'll come to their um, homes if we need to, to help show our support uh, because our families are what keep the heartbeat of the school going. The picnic wasn't the first attempt of the school going to the students. I was out for a walk with my wife during the COVID lockdown last winter when I heard a familiar voice shout from a car, Keeks! It was a teacher from Clatt who was driving around the park, bringing youth supplies and other needed items. It was great to see the teacher, one of our friends, and to see the great can-do, make-it-happen-whatever-it-takes approach to schooling Clatt was making happen in the midst of a very difficult year. That door-delivering teacher was one of the many ways the school was coming to the park. Another way came from the librarian. She was at the barbecue chatting with children, so I asked her to tell me more. I'm Genevieve Stevens. I'm the librarian at Clatt Elementary School. I really just wanted to, you know, thinking of like the little libraries and communities and book vans and things like that, and I knew that because of where Clatt school is compared to Diamond Estates, where a large percentage of my kids are that um, even on distribution days, which is when we give out curriculum and 
paperwork that a lot of them weren't going to make it there because you can't walk there. And so um, I came up with a library van idea and our behavior coach had a van and we just went for it. So um, I did a lot of requests online. ASD put out a site called Clever that the kids could communicate with their teachers and um, if we as specialists, PE teachers, librarians, art teachers made our accounts, they could um, find links on our pages. And so I had a link up of the library catalog, books to request, or they could just message me and say, I want this book. So every Friday we came and hung out and had the in a bag. <laughs> we have we did it in a snowstorm um, and kids would walk over and pick up their books or return books. We had a bucket for returns and sometimes they'd swap them out. Um, yeah and so we did it all the way up until um, the little kids came back in January and then for the big kids I still did the book request library pickup on distribution days so when they came into school and picked up their materials I had books in the bags for them. After she shared about how the library came to kids in the park during the COVID lockdown, I asked the librarian to tell me why this event was so important. Well, for me, I grew up in a small town. I could walk everywhere. So there really was a sense of community. So when I became a teacher, I wanted to kind of, you know, instill that into my kids. But it's hard when, when the transportation isn't there. So, you know, any way I can bridge that gap, I wanted to. Plus I got to see them, which was super cool for me to be in their space and be like, hey, I can come here too, which is why this I think is super cool too. I've been at CLAT for, this is my eighth year and we've never done anything like this. So um, I think Ms. Mansky and Mrs. Wood are really, really trying to get that community feel back. Oceans and there are deserts that I have yet to I have dreamed of faraway places where imagination just gets lost. And I would search the wide world over for one proverb that is true. But of all the roads I'll ever walk, I just. We are taking a break for just a moment to let you know about an exciting project. All during this season of the Anchored City podcast, we are exploring places in the city where things are or are becoming the way they're supposed to be for all people. During the months of September, October, and November, we're partnering with Kaladi Brothers Coffee to hear from you about what would make Anchorage the way it's supposed to be for all people. We are asking the question, for Anchorage to be the way it's supposed to be for all people, I imagine. How would you answer that question? Here are a few things people have imagined. Housing for all, not just for those with money. Mental health care for all. Healthy civil discourse. Kindness. And an education system that is earth-aligned, intersectional, and interdependent. There have also been some less serious answers, like an indoor beach, more dancing and music, or oat milk lattes every day. To share what you imagine, stop by a local Claudi Brothers Cafe and look for the posters explaining the project and the chalkboards where you can record your input in eight different Claudi Brothers locations across Anchorage. Go to anchorageutc.org allpeople for participating locations. Can't make it to a cafe? No worries. You can share your thoughts by going to facebook.com slash anchorageutc. 
Responses will be gathered and presented to Anchorage decision makers for their consideration. Please join us in imagining an Anchorage that's the way it's supposed to be for all people. For more information, go to anchorageutc.org slash allpeople. The strength that gather And with all those lessons learned With the crazy long life that I lived already And the scars I earned I still can't seem to find the answers And though the questions I never knew But loving you just once was worth it Even if I, I can't have The Back to School Picnic was a partnership between the school and Klatt's PTA. Standing at the table signing up folks for the PTA and a raffle for a nine-foot-tall plush teddy bear was a longtime resident of Diamond Estates and a graduate of Clat. Yeah, uh, my name's Alicia Busick, and I'm the secretary with Clat Elementary School PTA. I asked what Clat was like back when she was going there. Oh, you know, Clat was a new school, so it was founded in the early 80s, and my brother was the, one of the first classes that went. Um, so it was very exciting, very exciting from the ground up. And um, when CLAT first started, they really tried hard to build into the community. Um, the PTA was actually a, a pinnacle um, part at that time um, and helped bring in the first uh, internet to the school. Uh, they helped get grant funding for computers and kids were building websites uh, by the end of the late 80s at CLAT. So it was pretty cool. Like, Clat was a pretty neat place. And they were really big with the spring cleanup programs, um, community programs, really involved with the city. Um, you know, a lot of community events. Um, some really great families were part of Clat for many, many years. And um, some families were uh, employees of uh, Channel 2 News. So Channel 2 News used to do some uh, stuff from Clat. Um, it just has a really cool history. It's got a really neat lineage. Yeah. And did you grow up in Diamond Estates as well? Yes. Yeah, I grew up here. Um, my parents both lived here and they were neighbors. <laughs> and then they met and, and then they consolidated households. And yeah, so it was kind of, I always joke, it was like parents had Brady Bunch and then had me. So I've, I've been the, the kiddo that's kind of stayed behind and all the rest have moved on. But I came back to help out my parents and consolidated households and, and uh, I knew it was a good place to raise kids so I was really happy to bring my kids here and it's amazing to see this. This is amazing. Um, so I've, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a neat um, torch that I guess got passed to me because now I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> I asked her to share from a parent's perspective why this event was so important. It's very important. So the court has gone through many managers. It's gone through different owners. Um, the original owners, um, there were multiple owners in the beginning. Uh, I think it was like late 60s, 70s. So the trailer court, Diamond Estates, was started uh, during the oil pipeline boom. And it was a place where they could find affordable housing for people. Um, and they were trying to create um, a space where it really felt like a community. And I really think they hit that nail on the head. They, this, 
this neighborhood they have tried really hard to maintain and you know maintain a level of camaraderie excellence um you know keep riffraff down they don't have tolerance um you know and a, a lot of times there was a stigma growing up um with trailer courts and i struggled with that but growing up now older and seeing other parts of the country where trailer courts are like million dollar trailers <laughs> you know like you realize there's a reason why there's strict rules here and it's just beautiful and the sense of community they've done really well with because they've just really tried to keep it safe for kids you know they're all about curfew all about keeping the noise down um, there's a lot of older retired folks here as well um, and so the ability for everybody and especially the diversity here the diversity here is even more so than when I was a kid and uh, when I was a kid my best friend in kindergarten family was from South Korea you know his grandma used to make us spring rolls uh, my other best friend uh, Samoan and African-American uh, my other best friend uh, Aleut and Californian, you know, I mean, just it, like all walks of life, you know, from everywhere. And it really, I never realized how special that was until I moved outside and I lived outside the state. And I really feel like this neighborhood specifically is just as good, if not better, with other parts of town and other parts of the country where kids need to learn how to live on a global international scale. And it was just a huge eye-opener, leaving, appreciating what I have, and coming back. And I'm like, I feel very fortunate to, to live here and raise my kids here. So, After the school year got started, I got to wondering if the picnic was seen as a success by the school. A few weeks after school started, I caught up with Principal Mary and asked her about the outcomes. So one of the main benefits is that it really, uh, the, the barbecue at Diamond Estates really spurred our early enrollment. Um, and it was, it was to the, the degree that we were um, able to hire two more teachers at CLAT. And um, they were displaced uh, at, from other schools around the districts that were experiencing um, not enough enrollment. So I feel like by um, bringing that message that, hey, school is starting, it's time to come, and look here, we're gonna help you register, and we've got some translation uh, tools for you. We were able to prove and be the number one Title I school with early enrollment with our numbers, which was something we were very proud of. And um, again, bringing two teachers into CLAT, we, you know, at the end of the year, they're shuffling, um, and we were looking at, oh gosh, we, we are down two teachers. And so we got those right back just by continuing the message that, hey, it's time, school is starting, and we are here, and um, if you can't come to us, we can come to you. So our directors um, called to let us know that we were the number one Title I school, and that it, we were the, at the top of their list when the media called and said, hello, we're going to um, be present at some schools on the first day of school, and it, the clack came to mind because of that. In light of being the top early enrollment elementary school, I asked Ms. Wood what the history of enrollment at CLAT had been. Well, this is just amongst the Title I schools, and it was just within our region, and so that is um, something that I don't believe has been attained um, by CLAT, and I, and I believe that post-COVID, it's even something to be more proud of. Um, 
but definitely there are efforts that go out um, early on in the in the um, fall by all schools reminding and due to I think just pattern and different areas and socioeconomic groups um, we often in Title I will have a lot of our registering happening on the first day within the first week so to combine an event that is family friendly and to bring people together and to celebrate with um, you know, food, uh, I think it's going to be a memorable piece and they, they will think, oh, an annually we could do this and continue our, our consistency in numbers. And it helps us on the uh, business side of it, making sure that we have our teachers in place and that we secure them and that they're here. Uh, we don't have to do the late transfers. Um, you know, that also is, is a challenge in itself. If you're getting teachers that were set up in one building and then coming, it's just a, it's a disruption. So to, to have this in pre, uh, pre-plan for it and advertise for it. It's just a way to help us keep our numbers here secure and families know um, what they can expect. So we are hoping to keep that as an annual event. One of the other benefits was uh, with that community outreach and CLAC coming to, to Diamond Estates, it, there's a lot of people that live and work um, at CLAT, um, live in the Diamond Estates area and those by word of mouth um, we have had not as much substitute shortages as other schools have experienced because of that community outreach and the word of mouth has gone around. Um, so we're very fortunate. There are some schools that are deeply impacted and um, having to um, go up the protocols for relief in, in teachers being out or illnesses. Um, so within that, um, the community outreach helped us to, to secure regular substitutes right now. Um, and also uh, just uh, partnering with um, the community and, and being able to send the messages that we are having these family nights, how, albeit some of them are virtual. Um, we had great turnout and we are continuing to spread our school business partnerships as well. Just reaching out to um, businesses locally around the trailer court as well as in this Huffman South Anchorage area. So those are all positive things that um, have been supported by that one act and um, we are appreciative of it here because we need kids, uh, adults here for our kids for safety and learning. Alicia, the PTA member who grew up in the neighborhood, also told me another story that I wanted to share with you. So there is there is a symbiotic relationship with the trees of Clat and Diamond Estates. So back in the 80s, Clat again was doing their spring fling cleanup. And for every tree or for every bag of trash that you brought in, you got a free baby tree. So the majority of the spruce trees that are in Diamond Estates are thanks to a spring clean program from Clat Elementary. I spent a large amount of my time at the barbecue crying. The beauty of what I was seeing couldn't be avoided. After years of students and families struggling to bridge the difficulties created by the distance between the school and the neighborhood, this was the way things were supposed to be. The school and the mobile home park 
are like those spruce trees planted decades ago. They are connected and growing together. Diamond Estates and Clat need each other to grow into the future. And for that to happen, everyone needs to reach out to each other. If things like the back-to-school picnic become a tradition, then things can continue to become the way they're supposed to be for Diamond Estates and Clat and the city. Thank you for joining us on the Anchored City Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Kiekenfeld. The Anchored City Podcast is grateful for our partner this season, Kaladi Brothers Coffee. Kaladi's is a catalyst for community. Stop into one of their 17 cafes in Anchorage, across Alaska, and in Seattle, or check them out at kaladi.com. That's K-A-L-A-D-I dot We are also grateful for a grant from Resonate Global Mission and a partnership with Street Psalms, both of which contribute to making this podcast possible. And we are grateful for you, our listeners. If you are grateful for what you're hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and recommend us to your friends. You can support this podcast by selecting the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative at smile.amazon.com when you shop at Amazon so that when you make a purchase, Amazon donates to us. Resources used to make this episode can be found in the show details. The Anchored City Podcast is a production of the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative. The mission of the collaborative is to train the head, hearts, and hands of urban leaders to love their city and seek its peace. When we say peace, we mean a desire to see a world where all things are the way they're supposed to be for all people. Find us online at anchorageutc.org or on social media at Anchorage UTC. Our theme music is by Anchorage's own Monica Lettner.